Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. My name is LaCharles, and we're so glad you could join us. Before we begin, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord, and we just thank you for the joy and the blessings that you have put around us, Lord, that you have placed your joy and your hope inside of our hearts, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that we have the opportunity to have a relationship with you, Lord, that we can be close to you, Lord, and to understand you, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, who reveals things to us, Lord, before they occur. And we thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us as we dive into the word this morning. And we are moving forward. We are in our study of Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 7 is what we're going to be going over this morning. And I, I'm excited about this because it's a continuation of what we are just talking about, faith and how we receive the the love and the grace of God for ourselves and our salvation. But also, it's the exact thing that we are, faith is, that thing that we are developing so that our faith is unshakable, right? Yes. That's what the Lord had us, is having us do this study for, to be in or have, possess an unshakable faith that is rooted and grounded on him, Jesus Christ, who is our firm foundation. Amen? Amen. So, Amen. can I get a volunteer to read from Hebrews 11, the first seven verses, please? I will. All right, Layla. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Amen. There's a, there's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Right? We learn about faith. It's clearly defined and delineated for us. But also, this is the, the Heroes of Faith chapter what's typically referenced as the the great heroes of faith chapter, right? Those that have gone before us that we can learn from, glean from, and apply the good things that they learned from the Lord in their time to our lives today. All right? Mm -hmm. So, and also this section of scripture brings us up from the foundation of the world all the way through 
the flood. Okay? Yes. So mm -hmm. I'm going to stop what I'm saying there and open up the floor for each of you, <clears throat> excuse me, to have the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So in the previous episode, we did leave off talking about the Lord being righteous in his judgment and him having equal weights and standards. And he's continuing to say this about faith as well. Enoch and Abel and Noah, we'll see some other, you know, quote unquote, famous people later, like Abraham and Moses, as we as we go through the chapters. But right now we see these three. They weren't given an exception. They weren't put in this category of great heroes of faith by not using it. They didn't get a, a free pass because it was before the flood and because it was a basket of fruit. Well, because these guys were early, then they this the standard doesn't apply to them. It applies to everybody. So they each met this wicket, if you will. They each checked this box. And I don't mean in a careless way just to say I did it, but they walked and demonstrated this, which is why they have this testimony of a hero of faith that they were righteous. The ones that try to feign um, faith don't make it into heaven and we don't hear about them in this chapter or any of the later chapters either because god counts the heart not the temporary action it's one thing to temporarily do something and only do it so somebody stops bothering you than for you to make that a habit and your practice of doing because it's important to you that you demonstrate your love your care your affection to whoever it is that you're doing the service for and to to come back and the standard part, the Lord didn't change. He wasn't different in Abel's time than in Enoch's time, than in Moses's time, than Jesus's time, than Paul's time. And in our time, he's the exact same. He has always been the exact same yesterday, today, and forever. He is love. He's always good. He only does good. The devil has always been who he's been. He's bad and he only does bad. So we have to understand that when, as we're building our faith and we have to make that decision why we continue because if you're just building your faith just to say you did it that's not enough and you're not going to go far with your faith it's not going to grow to be the the mustard tree that it's supposed to be it'll get it it'll be a sapling at best and then it'll be plucked up and eaten by rabbits so unless until we figure out why we're building our faith it's not going to go far just like you have to determine why you go to school is it so your parents get off your back or is it because you the lord asked you to go to school and you want to be pleasing in his sight they produce two different outcomes and dad and mama you tell us that all the time your heart and your motive for doing something determines the outcome they have two totally different outcomes um la charles i believe it was you that brought up ananias and sapphira there were many people that gave to the church at that time that gave money and clothing, but because of Ananias and Sapphira's heart and the other people's heart, there was two totally different outcomes. Ananias and Sapphira dro dropped dead and they were eternally separated from the father because of that. But the other ones, they were received for their gifts, Cain and Abel. They, they each brought a gift, right? Mm -hmm. But they had two totally different outcomes and received two different responses from the lord the lord respected abel but he did not respect cain's offering not that not to say that you know how would i phrase this when i say accepted abel i meant his gift he had respect and he honored abel's honoring of him just like he dishonored 
Cain's dishonoring of him. It, it was a mirror reflection of what each had done t- towards the Lord. Dad, you're smiling. Well, he didn't dishonor the gift. He rejected it because there was no honor in the gift. Right. He Nor had no was there honor or respect or reverence really toward the Lord in Cain's heart. And when you yes. when you look at those two, Cain and Abel, God loved them both. Amen. Yes. And but he only approved of one of their actions and one of their heart towards him. The actions are just a result of the heart. Right? Yes, Mom. So God loved them both, but he said, Your heart towards me, Abel, is right. And it's demonstrated through how you respected me with the offering that you gave me. You listened to the counsel that I gave and you honored that. You honored me as in the Lord and bringing the correct offering in the right way that I asked you to bring it. Cain, he said, I love you, but you didn't do what's right because what's in your heart, you don't honor me in your heart. You don't respect me in your heart. And it's evident in the gift that you brought in the way that you brought it. And so for Abel, he said, patted him on the back and said, well done. For Cain, he said, hey, son, let me help you. Let me help you correct your path and your behavior. And so that you can be received and be rewarded so that you can receive the accolades, but your heart is going to have to change in order for you to do that. And, and the way he articulated it was for him to rule over this sin. And when he does well, he'll be rewarded. God laid out everything that Cain needed to do and he still offered him love, but Cain would not receive it. Cain, because his heart towards God was not right. He rejected everything that God said to him except for the last part when after his penalty had been unveiled that or the the consequence or the severity of his sin was un, unveiled to him then he said oh now i need your help now i'll accept help from you god and all he could get was the little stamp on his head that said don't kill this one yes well um and that kind of protection but then he severed his relationship with god and wandered for the rest of his life mm. But that was Cain's heart towards God, yes. not God's heart to heart towards Cain. Which flows nicely into what I wanted to say about the character of the Lord. He did, as I started, he he didn't change. He didn't have a different standard for these people mm-hmm. back at this time than he does here. He isn't two faced from Batman. He isn't mm-hmm. good one day and bad the next. He mm-hmm. isn't fickle like humans are that are unsubmitted mm-hmm. to the Lord. I put that caveat in there. He is always constant, which tells us two things. One, that he expects righteous consistency from consistency from us. Mm-hmm. And two, that we know and we can track the record of the Lord. So if he's telling us something, we know it's for our good. We know it's for our benefit. We don't have to question or doubt, which diminishes faith. Uh, yes, Dan? Well, if you truly have faith, then you know it's for your good, which means trust. So if you trust the Lord, then you know it's for your good. If you don't trust him, then you will not know it's for your good, nor will you adhere to the instruction, the wisdom, the guidance, the knowledge that the Lord is giving you, and you won't receive the understanding. Exactly. Your faith cannot grow in those conditions. If you don't water the plant, it is going to die and shrivel. So so I think we need to understand what faith is first, right? Because this is the the thing that all of these heroes of faith mentioned in this chapter lived by, right? So I'm going to reverse one, two, and six, because it defines faith 
but also tells us how we should live and then gives the importance and the reason behind it, okay? Yes, Dad. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. And verse 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he, excuse me, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's faith in a nutshell, and its importance and significance in our lives. All these individuals that we're reading about currently. In the positive sense. In the positive sense from Mm -hmm. before the flood. And the ones that we will come to after the flood in future episodes of this chapter. Right? All these obtained that good testimony. They did it. Why? Because they diligently sought the Lord but believed him. They trusted him. Even though some didn't see him. Some were told of promises, and they trusted the Lord concerning that promise, that um, that blessing, that benefit, His will, His covenant, even though they didn't see the fullness of it through periods in their life, for some even their whole life, right? Yes. Yes. Didn't see the fullness, but yet they still trusted the Lord. It was accounted to them as righteousness. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes, Dad. It's important for us to understand that. We have to understand what faith is, but also how to demonstrate or walk out our faith. Okay? Yes, Dad. So I'm going to allow you to continue there. I think it's just that was necessary to to continue this conversation. Okay? Yes, Dad. So please continue. And the last thing that I'll I'll add for, for this segment at this time is with faith, the Lord expects it to grow just like mm-hmm. parents expect their children to grow up and learn to do the chores for themselves and actually execute it. The Lord, Dad, you're <laughs> laughing. It's not just about chores. It's about maturing. Yes. But the chores and, and your ability to complete them in excellence as unto the Lord, right? It, it, what's a chore? It's a duty and responsibility assigned to your care. So, they're little things, whether it's dishes or cleaning your room or right. But it also teaches you and instructs you. So when you are now have the responsibility for the entirety of the house, you know what's required and the standard that's required. So you don't experience, well, I'll say issues that arise when we don't maintain, <clears throat> excuse me, the things that have been bestowed upon us. Mm-hmm that have been assigned to our care. And yes, those are physical, natural things, but it also demonstrates a lack of maturity on our part. How can we get to and manage wisely, properly, greater things if we have such difficulty and struggle with our room or dishes? Mm -hmm. It's a teaching tool. Exactly. Mm -hmm. For the process of growing developing, maturing spiritually as well as naturally. Mm-hmm. And and both must happen. You can just develop spiritually, but then there's no sign or fruit or evidence in the natural. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Yes. Uh, you even see that in, in the life of Christ. Even at a young age, he understood things, depth and revelation of teaching with the Pharisees. But it says how he also grew in the natural. So these things were applied to him. Mm-hmm. Right? Or he, and by yes, that, no. I mean, he applied that revelation, that insight by faith into his day-to-day life. And there was fruit or evidence thereof. Mm-hmm. All that to say, it's important to the Lord that we have faith and that we continue to grow that faith and that trust in him, just like we grow anything else in the natural. Ah, thank you, Layla. So what the Lord was speaking with me, and we'll look at verse two to begin, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Um, and while we look through this and what we see, and you gave the example of Cain and Abel and how they brought their sacrifices, we have to understand that a testimony, what the Lord, refer, Lord refers to as a testimony, is not just a one-time ordeal, meaning that it's not just one time that the Lord bases something off of, meaning that you did what I wanted you to do in my will once inside your life. That's good enough. No, we see that covered inside of Ezekiel, how it says if a righteous man lives righteously his whole life, but then turns away at the end, his righteous deeds aren't going to save him in that day. Mm-hmm. And how what we also have to understand is that with faith, it's not just something that you can turn on and off mm-hmm. in the regard of, I want faith because I want to get something from you, Lord. But then as soon as I get that, I'm no longer going to trust you and have faith that you're going to perform what you said. That's not how it worked. Abraham, um, this is slightly jumping ahead, but it works with them because Abraham, when he received Isaac, didn't stop and say, okay, Lord, shut up. I got what I needed. And that's how he went forward. No, he had to be willing to sacrifice Isaac even at that point because that's what the Lord wanted him to do. He had faith. David had to have faith as well when he became king. As soon as he sat down on the throne, he can say, okay, Lord, I've had enough. Absolutely. And yes, yes, you were jumping ahead, sir. We're focusing right now on before the flood, right? This, which is important because Paul in this chapter begins a transition, right? Yes. He, up to this point, he has spoken all but exclusively about the Lord, right? Yes. And, and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ, who he is, what he is, how we have seen him and what has been spoken and written about him throughout Scripture, right? So we can better understand him and his place. And now he transitions to, look, these are people with like faith, right? Throughout history, who clearly knew the Lord. I mean, our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, right? Some walked with him. Right? What was to say about Enoch? He, he walked, walked with, God. with God. Okay. So then Noah. Noah also had a, had revelations, had insight from the Lord, all these things. But they stuck with him throughout. They trusted the Lord. They, that was their faith and action to do, to fulfill, to accomplish all that the Lord had given them to accomplish. And and I, I say that this is amazing, just how the Lord functions, right? And moves in and through us and utilizes us. But let's also observe this. All these individuals that are mentioned thus far, right? The yes. natural examples, right? Of humans that are not God, right? These examples, it's easy to look at their lives and go, 
they follow the Lord in an extreme way. All right? Yes. We're not reading about the individuals here that just, okay, well, I, I went to the to the church on Sunday for a couple hours and then lived my life however I wanted or a synagogue or, right? Just, yes. Or just only followed, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the laws were written, right? Because these individuals didn't have the laws provided by the Lord through Moses. But clearly they had a relationship with the Lord. They knew him personally, deep and intimately. They received that by faith. They followed the Lord's instructions and commandments to them by faith, fully trusting, fully desiring to be obedient to the Lord. And yes, the Lord honored that. Or as you brought up, sir, they obtained a good testimony, a good report, right? Yes. The Lord also utilized them in extreme ways for their extreme faith, their extreme desire to be obedient to the Lord. That was their driving force, clearly. It it doesn't say much about Enoch, right? Except that yes. he walked with God. Well, that's an amazing thing. How many, how many of us are truly walking with the Lord? In the way that the Lord says, these people are walking with me. Right? Abel, we already talked about him and his the testimony concerning him. His offering, his sacrifice to the Lord, was accepted. Right? Yes. Okay. And other places in Scripture mention him as, as a prophet. Noah, in an extreme way, took a hundred years while also raising up his children, built the ark to save, the Lord utilized him to save humanity upon the earth. Yes. So we look, we read about these individuals in scripture, but I don't know that we truly understand I'll say the the extreme faith that they possessed. And we have not understood it in a way with which so to apply it to our lives. But all these individuals are only demonstrating what we saw in and through, or saw, read about, in and through our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Yes. He desired to be pleasing to the Father, or that the Father would be pleased with him. And he did it how? By only saying what the Father said to say, and only doing what the Father did. Nothing of his own initiative, only as the Father commanded him. He said that multiple times, or is documented, recorded, that he said that multiple times in the Gospels. But it's, let's also not forget that he is our pattern example. So this is also what the Lord is looking at for, or through us. The same enthusiasm, gusto, the same delight or desire, that same driving force to demonstrate our faith through our obedience to what he's commanding us to say and to do. Exactly like Jesus. Yes. And exactly like these natural human examples that Paul is now getting to. And describing, again, from his own history, 
the history of the Hebrews, Hebrew people, or what we know today to be the Jews. He's saying these people that we hold in such high esteem and regard, this is how they lived and functioned, just like our Lord and Savior. And this was from before the flood, is what he begins with. So there's a bit of now history that he's again getting to, natural history, and describing to the people, again, the Lord, and what the Lord is looking for from us by talking about these heroes of faith. Yes. So uh, I bring that up because I think we need to understand that. And this also is how, and examples of how we develop this unshakable faith. As some may call it extreme. But we want to see and experience the extreme blessing and benefit from the Lord, the extreme testimony of the Lord concerning us. We want to experience the Lord in these extreme extremely blessing and like the extreme amounts of glory poured out here in our lives, but also on the earth. Well, will we follow the Lord to this extreme? This, and, and I love that he's now using people like in the natural, because oftentimes we can go, Oh yeah, well that's God or it can be said, well, that's Jesus. That's different. No, He's the pattern example. So Paul is just removing that argument completely and saying, no, this is exactly how these individuals, these heroes of faith, moved and operated and functioned out of obedience by faith because of their love for the Lord. And it's no different than what's required of us today. Yes. So I know there's a lot in there. So we're going to pause there for today. But with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you have given us the faith, Lord, that we need to make sure that we go and do what you have for us inside this earth, Lord. And we just thank you that you have given us a way to increase it, Lord, and have given us the understanding on how to go about using it, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you have given us all things, Lord, that you have blessed us beyond measure, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And Merry Merry Christmas. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.